Welcome to the Brick and Market Podcast powered by Invita Social, the nation's leading multifamily marketing agency. This weekly podcast will give the lowdown on leasing up in the multifamily industry. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Brick and Market Podcast. I'm Avery, Invita's Client Relations Director, and today we're lucky enough to have Christian with us from our ads team. Hi, everyone. It's great to be here. I'm looking forward to speaking on Facebook and whether or not it's dead. And that leads us into our topic that we're super excited to share with you all and help answer a question that we receive here at Invita pretty regularly. Christian already teased this, but is Facebook dead? I know, super controversial, right? Well, we can't ignore the chatter, and it's no secret that platforms like TikTok have taken center stage as of late. However, we're here to debunk the rumors and talk through why Facebook is still relevant for brands as well as for our clients. I'm also looking forward to having you here, Christian, to share your Facebook ads wisdom and help build our case even further. Definitely. Really, really looking forward to shedding some light on, uh, on this situation. But just to give some numbers to kind of start us off here, Facebook has about 3 billion monthly active users, which is, uh, and that's just in the second quarter of 2022, which is more than Instagram and TikTok combined, which is something to note. Instagram is about 1.4 billion monthly active users, and TikTok is right about 1 billion. And we recognize that Facebook engagement is declining, but we're not quite ready to say goodbye to an old friend of ours yet. So we're going to go ahead and dig deeper for you guys and give you some reasons as to why Facebook is not dead. I love it. No, that definitely helps put things in a perspective. Um, Facebook differentiates from other platforms in many ways, and that's why it's still such a vital component to our client social media campaigns. Um, first off, it integrates with all content types, as you know. So photo, video, text-based content, you get all of that. So there's no limitations with what you can share and what you can take in. As you all know, probably already, the demographic does skew a little bit older, but that's not to say that we don't still have a very active following of millennials, Gen X, and so on. In fact, 87% of millennials, 90% of Gen X, and 96% of baby boomers actually use Facebook at least once weekly. So there's still people scrolling their feeds pretty regularly. I also want to note that our 55 and up or active adult communities that we oversee currently here at Invita see such a significant increase in engagement on Facebook. The comments are rolling in hot. So it's something for us that we absolutely recommend um, our clients, especially our active adult clients to incorporate into their campaigns. Facebook continues to differentiate from other platforms such as Instagram, TikTok, and so on um, with all of their rollouts. They actually have a really exciting one on the horizon called Community Chats on Messenger. This is an effort for them to help prop up their engagement. This new experience will actually blend Messenger and Facebook groups to allow people to connect when, where, and how they want. You'll even be able to kick off a conversation about a topic and get more in-the-know responses rather than waiting for people to comment on a post. So there's continuous ways that Facebook is integrating and enhancing their platform to help with this engagement piece. We do see this rollout being especially exciting for our specific industry of multifamily. So we're looking forward to seeing uh, what's to come with this specifically. Facebook is also extremely cost-effective for brands and businesses alike. 
Any business can efficiently execute an ad campaign with a limited budget and get tremendous results, which leads us into our next reason why Facebook is still relevant. Christian, I would love for you to shed some light from your firsthand experience and your years of knowledge into why Facebook is relevant on the ad side. So take it away, please. Definitely. And what Avery is alluding to there is Facebook advertisement and specifically paid Facebook advertisement. Um, and I'm going to start it off with going over some pros and cons of Facebook ads. Then we'll go through a little bit of uh, the common mistakes that I see made or that I've made in the past and some pro tips on how to rectify those mistakes. And then we'll finish it up with some Facebook metrics and some client call outs so you can see how our real life clients are benefiting from Facebook. So first off, as Avery said, it's fantastic for advertising to anyone, I'd say late 20s to 30s plus. Um, if you're a little younger than that, Facebook can still, or if your demographic's a little younger than that, Facebook can still be uh, definitely beneficial because you can advertise on Instagram through Facebook. And in 2021, uh, Instagram advertisement actually accounted for about 40% of Facebook's ad revenue. So it's a largely overlooked aspect of Facebook ads that you also control Instagram from the platform. Another huge uh, pro to Facebook ads is that they're much cheaper than traditional forms of advertisement. Um, and by that, I'm referring to things like billboard and radio. So to gain about a thousand impressions or a thousand sets of eyeballs on your advertisement on social media, you're going to have to spend about $2 and 50 cents. But when related to, or when compared to radio, it's about $10 for a thousand impressions or broadcast TV, it's $28 for a thousand impressions or direct mail. It's even, it's even higher at $57 for a thousand impressions. And not just within traditional advertisement, but even within social media, Facebook is still quite cheap compared to other platforms. So Facebook and Instagram are about $8 for a thousand impressions, but on platforms like Pinterest, which is $30 for a thousand impressions, there's TikTok, which is $10 for a thousand impressions. So as you can see, Facebook is still, whether you compare it to traditional or to other social media platforms, it's still largely beneficial and it actually runs a little cheaper than most platforms. And then the final, I'd say large pro about Facebook ads is your immense ability to target. And even with special ad categories like housing, um, which we operate in, and with the new Apple privacy settings, even with those, uh, those obstacles, targeting on Facebook is still superior to most other advertising platforms. One of the huge mistakes that I see, and I'd say probably the main mistake that I like to focus on is paralysis by analysis, as I would like to call it. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... On Facebook, one of the most important things to do is to get a creative and an ad out so you can test it um, because you don't really know what's going to work with your demographic unless you test. So I think rather than spending months or weeks prepping your ads, it's better to get an ad out there, use, uh, use metrics and analytics to measure it, make adjustments that are needed, and then keep retesting because that process is never going to end. And that's how you get your, your ads to work efficiently and you get the most bang for your buck. I love it. Yeah, no, we're all about A-B testing here with our clients, especially. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Definitely. So on the other side of the coin, though, I would say another mistake that I see people make is adjusting ads too quickly, not giving their ads enough time to breathe because there is a learning phase with every ad. And every time you make an adjustment, you reset the learning phase. So the ad's not going to, the ad's learning how to, what your demographic wants to see. So every time you make an, uh, you make an adjustment, it's going to go ahead and reset that learning phase. So it's always best to let your ads sit for about a week. Uh, and then make any needed adjustments. And then finally, I thought it'd be nice to go over maybe one of our client, one or two of our clients and see how they are actually benefiting from Facebook advertisement. We're going to take a little snapshot of one of our clients. It's called The Beam, and it's a uh, luxury apartment complex. And just in our first two months of advertisement, they've had extremely 
beneficial results, which I'd like to share with everyone here. So just in their first, or it was actually their second month of Facebook advertisement, they garnered about 65,000 impressions oh, wow. and about 5,000 clicks. And that's on only about $300 worth of ad spend. I was going to ask what the monthly budget was. Right. So that's okay. three, for about $300, they're getting, getting about 65,000 impressions and about 5,000 clicks. And that resulted in around 4,000 visits to the website. So for a very, for only $300, they're getting about 4,000 website visitors from that. That's a ton of traffic, especially for, like you said, such a small budget. Right. And then their cost per click was only eight cents, which is extremely impressive when you think about the industry-wide or actually industry-wide and across industries, it's at about $1.75, $2 for cost per click. So wow. that's and, far under the cost And per would click. you say too, in comparison to other social platforms like TikTok, for example, mm -hmm. that that cost per click is significantly lower? So yeah, I would definitely say that Facebook advertisement is cheaper than TikTok. From what we've ran, we've done a few TikTok advertisements. And I can tell you that eight cents is definitely lower than anything that we've achieved on TikTok. Awesome. And another thing to note is that TikTok does have a daily requirement that you need to spend. So Facebook gives you a little more freedom as far as that area is concerned. Lots of flexibility. Yeah. Definitely. And that, that's huge for our clients too, especially when we're working with such versatile monthly budgets. Some clients don't have budgets really at all. So it's nice to hear your perspective on how um, flexible and accommodating Facebook can be. Right. And I mean, that's pretty much all I have as far as the benefits of Facebook advertisement. Um, definitely not something to overlook, especially in 2022. Uh, and to keep in mind, as advertisers leave the platform, Facebook now is going to be looking, it has more incentive to help out the advertisers that are staying on the platform. So we've noticed a good amount of rollout, rollouts of new types of ads, of a better user interface. So these are all positives as to why you should stay around and continue to advertise on Facebook. I love it. Yeah. And to piggyback on that as well, since um, more in the content realm, Facebook content is incredibly relevant, um, whether the bulk of your demographic is on Facebook or not. Reason being is you can actually sponsor your content and transition those into an ad type. So you're tapping into a larger, more hyper-local audience. Facebook is absolutely essential with content sharing for that reason. Yeah, definitely. I think the, the boosted post is a largely overlooked aspect as well, because if you put $5 behind a post, you, you're likely to get about 1,000 impressions. And for $5, for $5, getting 1,000 people to look at your product or your service. Worth it. More than worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, awesome, Christian. I really appreciate you shedding some light. Um, I know you're in those ad accounts on a regular basis, so it's always good to see perspective um, there as well. And through all the noise, uh, we do still find Facebook to be an extremely beneficial platform um, for all of the above said reasons. I mean, 3 billion active monthly users on the platform alone, uh, that should be reason enough to continue efforts on that platform in conjunction with others, of course. But we're excited to help continue debunking those myths and promoting Facebook along with Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, you name it. And before we wrap up, our podcast would not be complete without some rapid fire questions. So Christian, you're in the hot seat. Are All you right. ready? Sounds good. Nothing's off limits. Go ahead. <laughs> I love it. Okay. What is your biggest Facebook pet peeve? I'd say my biggest Facebook pet peeve, and it almost extends onto other platforms as well, is the amount of suggested content you get on your feed nowadays. Oh, yeah. Whereas it used to be you'd get primarily or pretty much all only people that you follow or accounts that you're interested in. Now it seems as though Facebook and other platforms are trying to take after TikTok. 
and show you a lot more explore content that you're not immediately following. And I find that that's just a little annoying to me because when I go on my feed, I want to see things of people that I follow. That's right. why I follow them. So I don't really want to get inundated with content from outside of that unless I go to the explore page. I think it's it's good to have a actual divided section for the explore page. No, I feel I feel you on that one for sure. Okay, what is this one? This might get a little embarrassing, <laughs> but what is your most embarrassing social media moment? Social media moment. Well, I was thankfully I was I, I was never really on Facebook. Oh, you thought of that I, quick. You know right away. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, I was not really on Facebook, so I didn't get to embarrass myself on Facebook too much. But I do remember something that I used to do on on Instagram that was quite embarrassing, and that was I used to post a lot of uh, like Drake song quotes and Drake song lyrics, like as Instagram posts, and <laughs> for some reason thought that my followers would enjoy seeing verses from Drake songs on their feed. Drake fan account yeah, or Drake, Christian? Drake we don't know. Account, we don't right? know who we're following. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I still have those archived on my account just so I can go back and look at them and see how much of a dork I was. So we didn't delete them. We just archived them. No, just archived. I always archive. In case archive. you change your mind. Exactly. Okay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Avery. So I guess this puts you back in the hot seat. So I'm going to flip these on you and I'm going to go ahead and ask you, what is your biggest Facebook pet peeve? Oh boy. Um, well, I had a little bit to think about that uh, after listening to your response, which was really good. Um, I would have to say emotionally or politically charged Facebook posts by people you forget you're even friends with, like, you know, the second cousin or, you know, the person you went to high school with sophomore year. Um, yeah, I would say when I go on Facebook, I am, you know, I'm looking for relevant connections. And when those, um, blow up my feed, it's a little frustrating and, uh, no one likes a troll. So I completely agree. And we'll get, we'll, kind of continue on that. And we'll say, what was your most embarrassing social media moment? Oh my gosh. Okay. So really getting personal here, but, um, this actually occurred on Snapchat. Okay. Um, I hate to admit this, but I accidentally posted a Snapchat to my Snapchat story that was supposed to be shared to a friend. And as a result, I ruined a girlfriend's engagement. I know it's so bad. No way. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> she was one of like five people who saw it and it was about her getting engaged. Um, but luckily I was able to um, resolve it quickly, pivot. Um, she was still semi surprised, but yeah, not a proud moment. <laughs> she didn't know she was going to get proposed I, to and you I, decided to. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I deleted the app like immediately after, but yeah, that's, that's definitely most embarrassing for sure. <laughs> I, I would agree. That's pretty, that's pretty good. One. Real rough. Allie, I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> Happily married. Interested in continuing the education with us. Uh, we do have to plug our evolve within Vita, which are monthly courses where our team records and shares how to trainings on a variety of different social media topics. You can visit our website to check some of those out as well. And thank you so much, Christian, for joining us today and sharing all of your wisdom. Of course. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Yeah. You can catch us next week on Thursday, same time, 8 a.m. EST for a brand new episode of the Brick and Market Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Brick and Market Podcast powered by Invita Social, the nation's leading multifamily marketing agency. New episodes drop every Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern. You can find the Brick and Market podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Tune in next week for more on how to turn your leads into leases.